Hey everyone, welcome to Frontier Faith, a podcast where it's okay not to know. For this Christmas season, these last three weeks of December, we are going to be doing something a little different. We do have our recorded episode for Christmas next week, but this week and the final week of December, both Ryan and I wanted to talk about Christmas on our own and give each other a break to help each other out and really be able to come to you and talk about some of the difficulty and some of the complexity, rather, of Christmas as a Christian. And today, I'm going to be talking about materialism, materialism in Christmas. And I know it's kind of like this weird cliche. I get it. We talk about materialism and consumerism a lot as Christians, and usually it's from a judgment perspective, right? We shouldn't do this kind of stuff. I mean, I kind of get it. I don't. I think it can go too far. Of course, this judgment we have against people, especially preachers, as they preach this holiday season or any Christmas season. Still, it is something worth addressing. Christians putting their hope and their value and their experiences all around stuff is something we all want to avoid. I don't think there's anything novel about it, to be honest. I think that most people in our culture are kind of sick of being consumers and certainly of holding on to materialism, right? Because we have movements like the tiny house movement, We have a minimalism movement. We have some big things that are happening in our culture right now of trying to get away from materialism, uh, owning stuff. And I'm going to try to be a little nuanced here and focus on the material rather than the purchase and the consumerism of it. I'm going to be spending most of my time talking about the having of stuff rather than the purchasing of stuff and the drive to have stuff. Okay, well, with that introduction, I want to tell you this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. I don't want to spend an hour talking to you. I just want to give you something to think about for this Christmas season. Okay, so there are three things that I've thought through when it comes to materialism in my lifetime. As usual, I want to start by going back to my childhood. In my childhood, uh, I experienced a life uh, under one salary, and that was of my dad's. And my dad was a pastor, so he got paid poorly. (laughs) Pastors generally get paid poorly. And he got paid um, really poorly as I was starting out my life, because my life kind of signaled the beginning of his ministry, too. So he was a first career guy, young man, and of course, my mom was younger, and they started out as a young family trying to do what they needed to do to put food on the table and take care of us. And so my mom stayed at home with us. That's kind of how it worked and would take care of us throughout the day, and then my dad would come home at night, but his main job was to take care of income. And, you know, there could be some conversations about that with gender roles and all sorts of other things, but that's not the point of this podcast. This podcast is just to say that uh, when it came to finances, when it came to having stuff, materialism, we were very limited growing up. 
My family was what I would call poor, or at least uh, we weren't poverty poor, but we were poor. There wasn't a whole lot that we could afford outside of normal food and clothes. We would uh, do things like collect cans. Uh, I I haven't gotten (laughs) an idea from my dad if that was just something to keep us busy or something that he really needed some extra money. Uh, We never really got that from him. But certainly we didn't get any of the frills of life. Um, We spent a lot of our time just enjoying what we had. If it broke, then we enjoyed it some more. And my parents were very careful of how they spent their money uh, and what they spent it on. Okay, so what does that all mean? Well, it means for Christmas... Christmas was a holiday where we still got a lot of stuff. Now, we got the obligatory stuff, (laughs) socks and underwear and that sort of thing. And we probably got a little bit more than most because of my parents' uh, financial situation. It would require them to use some of their money to buy things that, you know, they couldn't afford throughout the year that they were saving their money for, especially because of winter. Now, I lived in California, so winter wasn't, uh, you know, like getting a whole bunch of stuff like you would here in the Midwest where I live now. But still, you would need rain jackets and so on and so forth. So we would get those things and we would get some toys and some things to enjoy. And my parents always asked us what we wanted and we would tell them and usually we'd get something on that list. Uh, You know how kids are, uh, especially kids within poor families, they always want a little bit more, at least we did. I don't know if they always do. We wanted a little bit more. Sometimes we were a little disappointed by the gifts that we got, and I can't help but think as an adult, sometimes that was because my parents couldn't afford the gifts that we wanted to have. So you have to take a lot of what I'm going to say with this story in mind, with this experience of my growing up in mind, because it does flavor a lot of stuff. I will say that although we were poor, Christmas was still somewhat of a materialistic holiday. There wasn't a lot of conversation or a lot of action around doing non-materialistic type stuff. Uh, We did spend time together, and that was great. Uh, As a kid, as a teenager, probably not, but As a kid, it was great to spend time with family. Usually we would have family over, especially when we lived in California because most of my family was over there. But when it came to Christmas Day, we did our worship service in the morning. We did stockings beforehand, and then we wanted to get to the gifts, and we spent, you know, the rest of the day on those gifts. So that's the first thing I wanted to just kind of talk about. The thing that I've been thinking through is what does my experience look like as a kid? And, you know, I think it's probably pretty typical. I mean, it's not uh, typical for more well-to-do families and certainly not rich families. I'm sure there's a lot that I experienced that rich, rich families didn't and vice versa. But I have been thinking about my place and what it taught me. And I think it taught me when it came to Christmas that Christmas was a time to get things. I really do think it taught me that. Now, it was in that context of a poor family where we can't afford things and, you know, good parents that want to have presents for their kids. 
but I do think that's what it taught me. As I grew up, as I started to become a teenager and young adult, I started to notice this pull on me. It's more a consumeristic pull to buy things. Um, something about that exchange, something about that is, you know, is alluring, but I'm not talking about consumerism. I also wanted stuff. I wanted to have stuff. And I felt like the more stuff I had, uh, the happier I would be, certainly. And I know that's such a cliche to say, but it is just so true. Uh, I have been fighting that materialistic bent for a good portion of my life. There are things that I buy that I do not need, even to this day. And yeah, I think that's the second thing, is that there's this pull within me to have stuff. Uh, and I don't really like that pull. I I want to have the stuff, but I also don't want to have the stuff in, in spite of other things, in spite of other people. And yet, I, I don't know, it's just, I, I'm having a hard time with words here because it just seems so natural to buy things. It's so natural to have things. Um, and yet, on the other, other hand, when I go through, <laughs> I'm just thinking out loud as I go along here, as I was moving, uh, a seminary student and pastor, they, they tend to move quite a bit. And I don't know what it was like when I was moving as a kid and a teenager, but as I've been a young adult in college and all the way up until now, moving day is a day where we get to get rid of stuff. Like, I don't hold on to the stuff and want to uh, keep it even if I'm not using it, kind of like a hoarder type deal. And so we have a great deal of recycling and trash that goes out every time we move. I have this pull. I have this tension. Like, I want to have stuff, but I also don't want to want to have stuff. Does that make sense? I want to have things, but I also don't want to have that pull to want things. And it's not because I'm ashamed or I feel bad. It's because I know ultimately those things don't really make me feel better. Uh, when I'm my most unhealthy, it's it's when I go and I buy a whole bunch of stuff, food, toys, uh, I like board games and other stuff. And, and when I'm really unhealthy, I just buy a lot of it. And uh, it's kind of like this numbing thing that happens in the purchasing of it. But I like having it, don't get me wrong, but I also you see what I'm trying to say? It's really tough. It's really tough for me to examine, probably because, let me pause. I often ask myself, why? Why is this happening? Why is it, for instance, in this case, the question I want to ask myself, why am I having a hard time finding words? I think part of it is because of two things. One, I don't have a vocabulary for materialism. I just don't have one. I don't have a vocabulary about talking about materialism. And I would probably say that that's because it's more in the realm of the culture of the church and of Christianity not to talk about it. And I'm not doing this to try to find blame. It's more like, where's the root of this? 
And I think it is in the church culture. It's not really something we talk about. Maybe it's because it's just assumed we're all Americans, or at least <laughs> in the church cultures that I've grown up in, we're Americans. And so it's really not something we need to talk about, or we don't think we need to talk about it, or it doesn't even occur to us to talk about it. But I also think that's one one reason. I think another reason is because I have not been attuned to myself emotionally as well as I could be, knowing what I get from material goods, knowing what I get from not the purchase of things, but the having of stuff. I'm in my basement right now, and I'm looking around me, and there are three things that I really like to buy. Um, And these three things I probably wouldn't put in the materialistic lens. I mean, I've probably gone a little too far with some of them, Uh, but uh, I like to purchase Lego sets. I'm sorry, I like to have Lego sets, uh, board games, and miniatures. I paint miniatures. You know how silly it is as I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself, if I say that, maybe somebody will get me one. That's how crazy this is, right? I don't, 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 don't even think that. That's not why I was saying that. But it's how crazy it is. Like, I'm kind of hoping somebody will give me something because <laughs> I want it. I want something. And I don't really think about why. I don't think about emotionally, what is this doing for me? Or at least I haven't most of my life. I'm now able to say that I've been thinking about it a little bit more, uh, becoming attuned to my emotional state on things, and that's helping with the materialism. So the first one was, the first thing I wanted to say was uh, my background and kind of where that's coming from. Uh, Again, I'm hoping to do this just so that if you have a similar story, you can see somebody else has it um, with you. Somebody shares something with you. And I imagine there are quite a few people out there who had poor families and Christmas was kind of a good time. Maybe for some of you, it wasn't a good time at all. Uh, Who knows? But that was my experience. And then how am I dealing with that right now? Uh, materialism as a thing is a tension within my life. Uh, I still do want stuff. I do. I don't think I put as much value into them as I used to, and I certainly don't cognitively and emotionally put as much need or much of my value into them as I used to. And yet, there's still that little bit there. Since I still want stuff, there's still something there that's pulling me to go out and accumulate more. And so it's a struggle for me. I still struggle with that. The third thing is more, how is my faith journey going with this? Well, my faith journey with this is really focused on retuning uh, my brain. My brain has been one in which it's supposed to be my stuff that I gather for me, and I think what I'm learning through the scripture, what I'm learning certainly through God, through Jesus's words, is that true happiness, true value when it comes to materialism comes from giving to others. And I think that's new for me. Uh, the classical Lutheran push would be to say true value comes from the cross. And yes, in terms of identity, certainly it does. Uh, 
But, you know, this is one of the things that you probably picked up in the podcast if you're listening so far, is that our theology, while it's right, may not be complete. It it doesn't really focus on the questions. Like, for instance, that thing. It's like, okay, so put your value in Christ. All right, so then what do I do with my stuff? Have I put value on my identity as Christian or as a child of God? I think that's an important part, but it seemed to me most of my life, it just kind of stopped there. It's like, well, don't worry about all the stuff that you want. Worry about what the stuff Jesus did for you, you know, to be a kind of a pastor turn a phrase thing. And I think, again, there's value to that. But then what do I do with my stuff? Or what do I do with this tension as a young adult now? Or what do I do as a little kid who doesn't understand the pull of materialism within my very culture uh, as a family unit, as a church body, certainly as a country? There, there's not a whole lot of answer there unless you go to a shame or a sin explanation, right? Don't buy so much. It's kind of like a should thing. This is what you should do. Stop buying so much because your value is not in this, or stop accumulating stuff because your value is not in stuff. It's in Jesus. But I think what I'm pushing towards in my own life and what I'm maybe advocating for, I don't know what I'm doing here, maybe just thinking it through, is that the value within material stuff is the value it puts on to other people. So we have this wonderful gift that we get to do as Christians, and we get to use our stuff to help others, our stuff to provide for others. And I think that that's really where this conversation of materials, materialism has led me. I don't know if it's where it should lead us, but it's where it's led me. We have, uh, as a family, we have started to give um, quite a bit during Christmas. A lot of that's because my wife takes care of the details of it. But we also give uh, not just material stuff, but you know, emotional well-being and care. And we're, I'm trying to become more deliberate about that. My wife has a knack for that. She's wonderful. So I'm so glad so that I can come to you and actually say we're doing it. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I really mean it. I think that uh, the Christmas season is a wonderful opportunity for us to be materialists for others instead of for ourselves. And you can see right away that that pulls us into a conversation about individualism. And we don't need to go into that conversation right now, but it's certainly there. uh, Materialism, maybe even consumerism, can't exist without individualism, not in the way that we experience it. Even people who are unhealthy and they buy for other people in order to get something for themselves, that is still an individualistic mentality of materialism. So maybe what I'm coming to the conclusion of is uh, we should have a collective bent to materialism. We should have an ethical, which is no surprise to anyone who knows me very well, and Emmanuel Levinas, 
uh, an ethical materialism, that an ethical not in the morality sense, but in the sense that it's for other people. Maybe that's what Christmas really is, where we should put our effort. And there I use the should, but I said maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's about um, ethical materialism rather than um, materialism crassly, capitalist materialism, or maybe even all the other theological answers that we have. It's just about Jesus or this, that, or the other. You know, it is, but you know what I mean. It, It could be that we can redeem materialism or we can refocus it and do something with it. And as I'm talking out loud, I'm thinking that that's probably where I'm going to put my energy, my mental energy, is how can I refocus myself so that I don't have to overcome the heavy burden of of fixing my materialism. All I have to do is redirect it and redirect it towards other people that need the material stuff that I could purchase, that I can get. Well, I, I thank you for listening to this podcast, to this episode. Ryan and I decided to do this in the midst of COVID, and uh, although it's been tough sometimes, it has been extremely helpful for us, and I hope that some of that has rubbed off onto you as you listen. I'm so grateful for everyone who listens to our podcast. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas a wonderful time with your family, um, maybe even directing your materialism outwards. But either way, join us next week as we have our final dual conversation, Ryan and I, and then listen to him on the final week of December, and we will come back to you in New Year's to begin the next year of this podcast together. 